I guess wearing the harness was step step number one and we did that at home so we just bought, went to the pet store and bought one of those you know, H style very simple harnesses and put it on her and she didn't react as most cats do which is flop and then stop doing anything she actually got kind of mad with it and started walking backwards and trying to jump out of it in a way which was pretty funny Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Welcome to the Cat Explorer Podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. We've got a fun episode in store for you today. We'd love to see that you're listening along. So take a photo of what you and your kitty are doing, upload it to social media, tag us at catexplorer.community and our awesome guests at mac underscore fabcat and let us know that you're listening along. This week's review is from the lovely Michelle and Millie. I loved listening to the Cat Explorer podcast as a new cat mum. I started training my cat with some basics but was looking for more. I came across the episode with Julie from Cat School and was hooked. Hassara and Daniel ask questions of their guests that I've been wondering about and pair it with their own experiences of cat exploring. I found the podcast and the website and Instagram to be great resources about a very niche topic that also gives me a sense of community. Thanks for all your hard work. And thank you, Michelle and Millie, for your lovely review. We really do appreciate it. It would mean the world to us if you could leave a review for the Cat Explorer podcast wherever you listen. And if you don't know how to... There's a link in your um, episode description that will show you how. Thank you. We'd like to thank the amazing members of the Cat Explorer Purse Squad and the Cat Explorer Producers. Their support makes sure that Cat Explorer can continue to create the free resources to help you give your cat the world. We'd like to say a huge thank you to our co-producers for Season 6 of the Cat Explorer Podcast. That's Roxy the Kitty, Z and Charlie, Luna Misty Blue and Xavier and Jasper. To join these amazing Cat Explorers as Cat Explorer producers or to become a member of the Purse Squad, go to catexplorer.co forward slash support. Today's guest has so much cat exploring, from flying in planes to hiking, camping, and even out on a kayak. We're so excited to dive into all these different types of cat exploring today with Max Humans, Geraldine and Patrick. Welcome to the podcast, Geraldine and Patrick. Thank you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you guys too. We want to start with hearing about Mac. How did she come into your life? So Mac is, uh, was a rescued kitten and uh, she was at one of our local shelters here in Vancouver. Uh, but that's not where she originally came from. She's originally from Fort St. John, which is a city in the northernmost part of this province in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, there are many stray animals or uh, issues with breeding of animals there and little population to adopt out uh, animals in need. So her and her siblings were all flown to Vancouver to the shelter here locally to be adopted out. And uh, I first saw her uh, on their website and I got really taken with her cute little face and black little nose. Uh, and then I tried to convince Patrick to go see her at the shelter. How hard was that? <laughs> that was that was that was pretty difficult. Uh, I had been uh, asking him to adopt a pet for a few years, and uh, it took some convincing. 
Sounds a bit like someone I know, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yeah, sounds a little bit like it. <laughs> so tell us a bit about Mac. So Mac is pretty uh, pretty energetic. Uh, not right now. She's kind of snoozing. Um, but uh, she uh, she's very, very curious and uh, very inquisitive. So that's that's one of her main qualities, I guess. Uh, she's very playful as well, uh, but as is as a good cuddle cat at the same time. So she has this balance between being active and driven and wanting to do lots of things, and the rest of the time she's pr- pretty quiet and uh, likes to snooze on the lap. So, Patrick, cat dad to cat dad, what changed your mind? Uh. What changed my mind? Actually, meeting uh, meeting Mac for the very first time at the shelter. Um, uh, going in, sitting down, I just was quiet. And she only had one sibling left out of the litter. And uh, Mac wasn't running around like her sister. Her sister was running around a little crazy. Uh, Mac was quiet. And we just kind of introduced ourselves. And... Uh, and that was that. It was. Uh, she just came was, to sit down next yeah. to you, right? Came sat down next to me, and we kind of just there was this bond, uh, which I was afraid of. <laughs> 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 that was probably the the reason for the the longest hesitation, right? But there was you this know, bond. I can relate to that. It's like, oh no, I'm stuck with them. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah, she kind of looked at me like she's looking at me right now. And then that was it. So, yeah, I agreed. <laughs> She's and gazing then, into your eyes right now. <laughs> she is. Yep. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's, uh, she was tiny. And uh, I, I grew up with pets all my life, from, from dogs and donkeys and well, ducks grew up and on the geese farm. and barn cats and you name it. So um, I've always been around animals. Um, but I also know that animals take time and and uh, and yeah, hard work and hard work and care. So um, I think it was just was I willing to commit? And uh, she convinced me with her with one look. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just so adorable. So, what kind of cat exploring do you do with Mac? With Mac. Um, just about anything that um, Geraldine and I uh, both do ourselves, which um, do a lot of hiking and camping and, and uh, kayaking when I can. And uh, it's, it's getting out into the back country. And I, I'm a passionate about it. Um, I'm trying to drag Geraldine out as often as I can, and, um, it, which is always difficult. His comfort comfort no. levels are, are are to be considered. Um, so yeah, uh, it so it just became natural to take Ger- uh, take Mac with us, um, and it started very very small, um, just into the backyard because I wanted to sit outside. And, and that's what we do still now. Most most of our cat exploring is just you know walking around our, our, the little house where we live. And being in the on on the in the backyard or in the front lawn, uh, so we're we're in Canada and North America where there's no real fences around houses, 
um, and the the uh, apartment where we live is on the ground floor so there's patio doors and in order for us to enjoy our door space our door space this was the best uh, way forward to train cat mac to be a cat explorer uh, so that she could be outside and enjoying that time outside with us as well uh, but I would say that you know most of the cat exploring that we do is in and around home. Every day we go outside with with Mac, uh, and hiking are the two most common things that that we do. Uh, and then on the weekends or during vacation time, we would go further afield. Did you always know that you wanted to train Mac as a cat explorer when you first saw her? No, no. not at all. So didn't, didn't we, cross our minds at all, did it? We, we weren't really aware of, um, I guess, the Cat Explorer movement. And uh, our first motivation to train Mac to wear a harness and be on the leash was that we, we hadn't really planned on, on adopting her. And she was 10 weeks old at the time. And then six weeks after that, we had a planned vacation to Ontario, which is in, in the, on the other side of the country, a four to five hour flight. And we weren't comfortable with leaving her, you know, with somebody else to look after her, or we were just bonding with her and being together as a family. So we didn't want to leave her behind. And this was our motivation to train her to be comfortable with the harness and the leash so that we could go through airport security. And we bought a carrier and uh, planned things, you know, planned, I guess, some minimal training so that we could take her along. So it seemed like the circumstances sort of forced your hand a little bit and and what do you know, it's become this wonderful journey to actually not just do a little bit of traveling, it's doing a lot of traveling, a lot of adventures and a lot of activities. That's right. It, it was, that, that was the trigger that got us started on, on that journey. That and, and I guess now we're, as much as we can, we would take her along with, her, with us anywhere we go. So let's take it back to the beginning. And you talked about training, Mac. How did you start it? Can you walk us through that process in the beginning? And you know, what did you find out about it, and what what went well, and what didn't go so well? I guess we first started with, I guess, wearing the harness was step step number one, and we did that at home. So we just bought, went to the pet store and bought one of those you know, H style, very simple harnesses, and put it on her, uh, and she didn't react as most cats do, which is flop and then stop doing anything. She actually got kind of mad with it and started walking backwards and trying to jump out of it in a way, which was pretty funny. Uh, so we knew that she would not, that she would be able to get comfortable with it fairly quickly. Um, and we just played with her, did little sessions like that to put it, put it on uh, a little bit every day and, uh, and started there. Uh, and I guess, the next phase uh, was to go just outside the front door uh, in the front yard in the grass uh, with the leash and just let her explore a little bit. Even before that, it was just carrying her in your arms because she would she would shake and be nervous um, with each little thing. But it's it's baby steps. It's each day a little farther, a little farther, a little longer, um, paying attention to. Max um, state, you know, body language, body language, um, and then she developed uh, uh, a keen inquisitive, inquisitive 
So each day it would be something new. It would be a, a bee or, or, or something flying in the flowers or just the flowers would, they, they weren't there yesterday and then they blossomed and she would go out and sniff the flowers. And then, so each day there was something new. Um, and, and she, she just loved to, uh, to explore and, and learn something new every day. And it got, it got easier and easier, but it, it was little steps, little steps, and then more and more. Well, that's the main thing. And I think that's some hallmarks of how it can go well in that one baby steps are very, very important. And two, if your cat shows signs that they're very curious and they're, they're wanting to go outside, then that's a good chance of that. It will go well because they've got that personality and that, you know, that curiosity that will take them outside and make, you know, allow them to go hunting for that bee or go sniff some flowers, or eat some grass and get that fresh air. That's right. So we want to talk a little bit about your daily routine with Mac because it's, it's, it's great. Can you take us through it? Sure. Uh, so we usually wake up in the morning around six, six o'clock. Uh, and uh, I usually get up first and, and get uh, get down to the kitchen and it's pretty much breakfast time for Mac. So I gave her some give her some food and she uh, has that. And I also start my coffee and I've warm up my own breakfast. Uh, she's now walking in front of the screen. So I hope that she doesn't step on. The <laughs> we shall see. Uh, uh, for some funny theatrics, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as soon as she's done with her breakfast, uh, we've started this routine, which is she now demands uh, is to put the harness on and go outside as fast as possible. So usually around 6.30 or 7 a.m., which is right now, this time of year, is still dark and pretty cold outside, but she will do her whiniest meow and stand, look at me, look at the door until I break down and let her outside. Uh, so usually by that stage, I'm not dressed or anything, just still, you know, wearing pajamas and she's in a harness and leash and I just let her on, on the back patio uh, on a fairly short leash. And she's just happy, just sitting there, sniffing around a little bit, waiting for the birds to wake up and spying on the neighbors. So that's, that's the morning routine. Um, and then uh, we both go to work. So she's by herself most of the day, but there's lots of windows around and we have little bird feeders. And so, so we know that she uh, she kind of looks outside the, at the windows and I guess snoozes a lot like most cats do. And when we come home from work, uh, she gets to go outside on what I would call, I guess, her, her Mac time. So I, same again, I put the harness on and the leash and we just walk around anywhere she wants, whatever she wants to do, she gets to do for about half an hour to, to 45 minutes or an hour uh, when I get back from work. Uh, obviously some days that's not possible, but most days that's what we do. And then she comes home for her dinner time and has a long nap. Um, and then later on in the evening, usually Patrick will, will take her out again for a little walk around the block and in the neighborhood, which she's actually walks better with him because with me, she does her sniffing around. I do what I want time. And, uh, with Patrick, it's more like a proper walking, uh, routine. Investigating. (laughs) 
community patrol. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the job. The neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that um, you can't do that every day because we have that struggle as well. We've got a few routines with Lumos and Noxie, and then the days that we don't follow routine, they sometimes get really agitated. Is Mac like that as well? She would, she would get mad with us, yes. She she would, uh, I guess, give us a bit of attitude and some looks that uh, to make us understand that we failed to deliver the program today. <laughs> um, Gosh, I, since, I know that look. She doesn't really do naughty things or she's not a very vocal cat. So she she, she just, you know, gives us the stink eye. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay, that's good. So she doesn't um play out or do anything like that. She'll no. She'll just do. She'll probably run a few extra zoomies and pretend to be naughty, but not not really do anything really bad. Mm, that's awesome because we find with Lumos and Noxy, they'll they'll sometimes Lumos will get really attacky with Noxy, like he'll bully her a little bit. So we know that if we change up the routine, we have to make sure that he gets a lot of playtime. <laughs> yeah. They'll store it up the next day. It's double. So. <laughs> That's awesome. And you mentioned before that when you first got Mac, you had to fly pretty soon after that. Do you mind yeah. taking us through the places that you've gone flying to? So we've, we've not been many places. We've, we've been mostly back and forth to the same place <laughs> uh, a few times. So we have a family out in Ontario and a house there that we go visit. So uh, that's that's the only place we've flown to so far. We haven't flown internationally, so it's always only been uh, within the same country. Uh, but we've we've flown, we've gone around well through through this exercise a, f- a few times now. So then, take us back to that first time. What was it like, and how did it go? That was uh, the big unknown um, with with Mac. Uh, we got her used to the um, carry-on uh, kennel um, just to let her play and uh, make sure it was her safe zone. Um, so she got very comfortable w- with it in and out playing. We just had it on the floor, got got, got her used to it, um, much like uh, the backpack kind of um, thing. Uh, didn't know how it would go down in the airport. Had absolutely, It was all blind let's just give it a go if it all fails we'll just go home um but she was very uh, very calm the the crowds at the airport because she was in her in 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 the carry bag um she was fine absolutely no problem going through security was a little um interesting interesting yep uh, security asked to take the harness and the leash off. Uh, Which was very scary. So now you've got a cat that has a potential of escaping in, inside an international airport. And <laughs> but uh, going so through in, in hindsight, yeah. uh, to I guess for, for others, that might be useful. So the reason why they had asked us to remove the harness completely was because of the little metal buckle that's uh, in the neck part. And they thought that would trigger the metal detector. And in hindsight, and, and we've gone through since several times with the exact same harness and leash and everything else, and it doesn't set off the metal detector, just that little 
hoop as fools. Uh, and I would now decline and fight back and say, no, you know, I'm not taking this harness of my cat. And uh, so and the way that we took her through this first time was uh, she usually likes to sit on shoulders and she feels com- comfortable up high. Uh, so that's where she that's where she was, uh, but with no harness and no safety net for from our perspective, and that that was quite frightening. Uh, and I would yeah I would never do that again. I would refuse to to do it this way if anybody asked me to do that again. But you know, in the, on your first time going through, if you don't know any difference, you're just listening to the recommendations of the of the the border agents and and you you try and you hope for the best so everything went well uh thankfully but it was a bit of a scary moment for us yeah and and hindsight too i think the first time was nervous for us and i think mac could sense nervousness which made made her nervous um subsequent times after that mac was much much calmer as we were calmer once we knew the routine then Mac uh, accepted the routine. Uh, always looks looks to us as is it, this is normal. This is okay. Okay, I trust you guys and go from there. So. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm not sure whether this is the case in Canada, but in the US, you can ask for a private screening room. Do you know whether that's the case in Canada? Uh, I'm not sure. We've not we've not requested one, and I I, I don't know honestly. Yeah. Don't know. That's maybe that's maybe that's something to look into if people are feeling a bit nervous about flying. Like you can definitely do that in the US. You just need to make sure that you get there a little bit earlier so that you can get through security quickly right. enough. Yeah. I just can't imagine how you must feel at that point when, like you said, Patrick, it's the big unknown. You've never done it before. And then you've had to take the harness off your cat in this big, <laughs> scary airport. Like what was going through your head? Like I would have been so... Yeah, terrified. Uh, I already been. What's going through my head was if this cat goes, I chase it. I'm going to get chased. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever going to see this cat again? And yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was kind of quietly. I, I was quietly unnerved. I, I really didn't know which way it was, but I, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. Um, yeah, sure. But it was. It was. It was. It was nerve-wracking, but I, I, I had the, I, I tried, tried to remember this. Animals do feed off your nervousness, and uh, they, they can sense if there's something wrong. And if you, if you, if you try and chase some, uh, an animal or a cat, they'll just run away. Um, so you've, you've got to try and stay as calm as possible, um, so that, uh, so that your pet uh, feels safe and calm. No, I definitely agree there because we've had opportunity, we've had situations where things haven't gone exactly to plan and, you know, a bit of panicking then sets in and then they can feel it and they they panic or they sort of react the same way. And going back to what you're saying with losing them in an airport, the only thing I could think of was like if we hadn't off, if our cat got off leash, which has happened a couple of times for various reasons. So you go, oh, wow, like they could go any direction and they could go anywhere and you just be running as fast as you can to try and, and when you're running after them, they're going to run faster too. So yeah, right. it becomes this sort of yeah snowball effect. But wow, I, I'm glad that he went well. Often they just try and find some place to hide and that's kind of dark. And so it, it, they don't usually run for very long, right? Which is 
I, I suppose, the reassuring thing. That's true. That's true. And I'm sure there's more than enough friendly people out there who, if they if they see that situation, they'll react and help. Yes, you'd, you'd, you'd certainly hope so. <laughs> so you talked us through your first time. What's your typical process like? Is there much is there much difference in how you would do it now? Um, I guess we 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 prepare a little bit for it, and it's it's always a little bit of a um, I guess a, a nervous inducing process for for the cat to be contained, you know, in in the carrier for a few hours in that case. So Mac is comfortable in the car in the in the in the carrier and happy to be in there. She would much prefer if the door was opened, which is not allowed. Uh, so after you know a little while, she'll start getting get getting comfortable. She'll start rolling around. Um, uh, at takeoff and landing, she'll meow a little bit to decompress her ears, which is understandable and totally normal. Uh, but we'll um, we'll try and reassure her with our voice and just. Uh, just you know, trying to to calm her down when she gets nervous, uh, and that usually goes pretty well. Um, this, the second time we also um, booked a, a more legroom for <laughs> we realized that it's it's very uncomfortable when you're sitting in in economy seating uh, with with a, a cat pouched between your legs, and then you're 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 almost bent over the whole time because you're not allowed to some you know sometimes it depends on the, the flight staff or at all you are in your case if you're allowed to have them on your lap in the in the carrier or they have to stay on the ground so you can be bent over reaching down trying to reassure uh, and, and after a few hours that gets <laughs> rather uncomfortable i can only imagine and so, for those who are wondering we've got mac making commotion in the yeah. blinds, scaling up the windows and now on the keyboard. So yeah. welcome to the podcast, Mac. <laughs> She's, uh, her nap is over. Our talking has interrupted her and she her wants schedule. to go outside now. <laughs> <laughs> so to clarify, and just for those who are listening along and may not quite understand it, Mac travels in uh, cabin That's and not cargo. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, we've yeah. we've only ever had her with us in the cabin, and uh, we've never flown cargo with her. Uh, so she she always uh, comes together with us, in, uh, and and she I guess the carrier is considered one piece of hand luggage. So we try and travel light, I suppose. So we Patrick and I will share one hand luggage, and then the second one is Mac and her carrier, and things that fit on the in the pockets that she will need during the during the travel time. What is she like in cabin? Like, is she pretty quiet? She, she is usually pretty quiet. Uh, what we try to, to do and talk to the, um, to the staff on board once after you've taken off and you've reached cruising altitude, uh, we've uh, figured out that she's more comfortable to be either on, on, on the tablet or on our lap in the carrier that on the ground, because there's quite a bit of vibration uh on on the floor of the airplane which i think she's she's not really uh comfortable with uh, so if uh, if the staff is agreeable to that that's very helpful she's also closer to us and to us talking to her so that we found that that really helped keeping her calm and, and comfortable during the flight 
Yeah, it's definitely speaking to the staff as well and seeing what what you can do and what they're happy for you to do. You mentioned that you have things for Mac in her pockets. What kind of things do you normally take when you fly with her? So we would take, similar to going out, cat exploring, uh, hiking or any other thing like that. Uh, so we would have like a spare um, pad in case there's a bathroom incident, uh, little uh, bags for the same reason. Uh, we always have a little collapsible bowl for water, but she's never really used it. She's not, I guess, comfortable drinking while traveling. Um, we would take treats, uh, things like that. Um, that's that's about it. And obviously her leash and harness, uh, which the the harness remains on the entire the entire time we travel. The leash comes off if she's in her carrier. Mm, of course. What about kitty litter then? Like you mentioned that you've got the, um, I suppose, like the doggy pad thing, but does she use the kitty litter? And do you, because I know some people before they board the flight, they get their cat to use the kitty litter and then after when they. Okay. Now, what we've done is we do have like a, a collapsible um, litter box and we do take litter, but that's for the second leg of the trip. Uh, once we arrive after the airport and once we get to our car, uh, we'll deploy it then uh, for her to have an opportunity to use it. And then prior to the flight, we'll, uh, a couple of days ahead, we'll actually watch her bathroom habits to try and time it or shift the times of her meals a little bit so that uh, in order to prevent her from needing to use the bathroom during the time that she will be traveling. Uh, obviously, that's an inexact science, but <laughs> we're trying as best as we can to uh, avoid her to have, I guess, discomfort to have the stress to need the bathroom and being stuck in her carrier without an opportunity to get out of it. Well, that's a pretty clever technique. Do you do anything else to help her prepare for the flight? Uh, Not really, just... Don't tell her she's going. (laughs) 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 Um, No, not not really. Um, it's, it's, It's... getting to the airport and going and that involves training to get into a car or a taxi to get to the airport as well. So there's, there's multiple stages before you've even got to the airport. Um, so yeah, some car training, uh, it's got to be com- comfortable in a, in a vehicle. Um, she's comfortable in crowds. I, I don't know other cats, but, uh, Max, Max is fine and she could get out and sit on your lap and she doesn't mind. She's, loves to watch people and and watch the world go by um but uh, she knows uh after flying multiple times now that when she's in the basket and you get on the plane she's like oh here we go again not her favorite not her favorite but uh she she she'll endure it she knows it's over um the car journeys are much easier each car journey gets better and better and better and that was half half of the day was in the car and half the day's flying. So um, to her, it's like a long day of being cooped Mm. up. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's each time gets a little bit better and you learn and you think, okay, what can we do? What one, one time um, we we tried uh, a medication and that, and that backfired for us. It didn't work. Um, It didn't work. Um, it made her more anxious and, yeah uh, 
so we we do without that. That was you know veter- veterinary prescribed uh, medication to help uh, cats relax during travel, and uh, we found that for for Mac it just made her more antsy and. Uh, it didn't. It didn't really. She was. I guess she was fighting it, and it didn't. It didn't work for her. It's so interesting you say that because everyone has like a lot of people recommend for us to use Feelyway for our two cats. It gives it gives Noxy the zoomies. Like I don't understand the science, <laughs> but like Feelyway doesn't really work in our household at all. So I think like for some cats those medicines really work well, but for others need to be careful so it's just testing here i think it's worth trying them and see see what works for you Mm, exactly you mentioned that you go in a taxi as well is that correct uh yeah we have done just in the in the transfer from home to get to the airport airport yeah how do you know how do you find a pet friendly taxi we we haven't really had an issue here we've just phoned up and they've nobody's refused us to, so far um and mac was you know in her carrier contained uh we've not we've not had any any problems uh with that aspect of things the, the, or, mo- or most, most of the drivers just think we have carry-on luggage <laughs> <laughs> so we don't really uh, vocalize that we have a pet so we just take it as it comes so okay that's awesome and um I would check this if anyone was going to use the service, but I believe in the U.S. Uber has pet-friendly Ubers now as well. So that's a great option for those traveling to the airport and can't take their own car. Because I believe in Australia, I don't believe we can take our cats in the taxis or in Ubers and things like that. Hi, everyone. Just Hasara jumping in here. Um, Since recording this episode, Uber actually announced in Australia a um, program called Uber Pet, and that means that you can actually take your pet in the car with you. Um, I believe there is a fee. So what I'll do is I'll include a link to the website about that with information about that um, in the show notes. And I believe this is available around the world as well. So just check for your own region too. Every location will have have its um, bylaws and, and stuff, which you'll have to respect. Um, but we're, we've been lucky so far. So do you think you've got this flying thing down pat now, or is there anything you would still do differently with Mac? I think we're, we've got it down pat. She's a bigger cat. We started with a smaller kitten, and she's grown bigger, so she takes up more room in her carrier. I'd love to get a bigger carrier, but the airlines don't allow it. Um, she's also stronger, so... If she's determined, she'll try and get out. One tiny little gap in the zipper, and next minute her head's popping out. So you, you'd be surprised that, how a strong a cat is. And you're trying to hold her in, and, you know, it's just like 10 more minutes, and we're on the ground, just stay in the basket. <laughs> that, that's actually a good point, because a lot of those uh, airline um, carriers will have zippers that meet in the middle, and some have clips that can secure the zips together, because some... Very clever cats can just use their paws or their teeth and then, you know, sooner or later they'll move that zipper apart. And unless the zippers, you know, clip together, that might be a, a, a challenge for, for some people flying. Cats cats can be quite uh, ingenious uh, escape artists when they want to be. So. You don't need to tell me <laughs> or remind me. 
<laughs> we deal with them every day. Yeah. So flying is one thing that Mac does. Camping is another thing. Can you tell us about your the first time camping with Mac? How did it go? What did you take with you? And what are the funny stories about it? Uh, we prepared. We thought about it and said, okay, um, what do we need? Um, uh, we needed a bigger tent. That was number one, our, our little... I, I've spent years getting smaller and smaller and, and lightweight for camping and hiking and and uh, even right down to the point where I gave up on the tent and, and converted the the, the um, SUV into a sleeping overlanding style uh, uh, vehicle to make things even easier. And then we got Mac and then went, oh, okay, um, perhaps we'll... Didn't know would she sleep in the in the in the car? It's a tighter space, or should we get a tent? So we researched and we researched, and we looked at uh, a tent that uh, plugs onto the back of the SUV, one of these big, big things, and then ended up getting the biggest version of it because it had all the extra little side rooms. And uh, <laughs> when when it arrived, uh, I looked at the size of this tent and. I've never had it in my whole life anything as big as this. I'm thinking, well, and this is just for the cat. So, okay, well, we can sleep in here. I can get the big air mattress, and we can make it actually quite quite comfortable in there. The, the, the space is as big as our living room almost. It's, it's quite big, and it's eight feet tall. So we got uh, got Mac into there. She felt very comfortable. We just brought a lot of things from home. Carpets, rugs, or anything like that. Uh, all their so toys. We, were, we we just uh, we were just going for a one night yeah. camping uh, trial, and so we bring the tent and and uh, and the car, the car obviously, and we tried to select uh, items that she uses every day that would make her feel comfortable. So we have one of those tunnels that she loves that she can hide in, uh, a little blanket she likes to sleep on, obviously you know food and things like that, and and that. Uh, collapsible uh, litter box so we, we brought all of this stuff to put in the tent and we set it up and then it's time to everything you know goes well with just regular cat exploring around the tent site and uh, uh, activities during the day and then it's time to go to sleep in this tent that's connected to the back of the car and it became apparent pretty fast that there's actually little holes in between the trunk of the car and the, the, how this uh, tent connects to it. And Mac is, as we've described, very inquisitive. There's other people in the campsite, flashlights, people going to, you know, bathrooms, etc. So this is in one of those sites where there's many other uh, people also camping there. There's always little noises and other things going on in the background. And so Max wants to, she wants to investigate and figure out what all these people are up to out there and noises from nature and animals and things like that. And she tries to sneak into, out of the tent. And after, after a few hours of going through this, we, we finally gave up and we all slept in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought the air mattress in the back of the car the, our, the litter box, Mac, ourselves, we closed the car and the tent separately, and we all slept in the car, basically, on that first that first attempt. And I love um, how you're talking about inquisitive. Yeah. So you're talking about inquisitive, and 
uh, Mac just wanting to go exploring and so forth. All those noises you just heard in the background, if you heard of it at all, was Mac being inquisitive and yeah. really, really being herself and really playing it up for everyone. <laughs> yeah, trying to, trying to be a center of attention. Uh, it's time. It's uh, yeah. It's time to pay attention to her. So. <laughs> okay, so that first time didn't go so well. How have you changed it up, and what do you do now? So now I guess we have the car not connected to the tent, so the tent is all can also be self enclosed, and so that's what we we now do. Uh, we're all together in the tent, and the tent is sealed. Uh, but she'll still be quite active in the evening and at night, uh, and will wake up quite regularly and may try to get outside and maybe try and scratch on the side of the tent. So we have to be, I guess, very vigilant and uh, in keeping her safe so that she doesn't escape. Uh, so that's, I guess, one of one of the still not completely resolved challenges that we have with camping. And we've only been on a on a few trips uh, for one or two nights only at a time. We've not been on longer trips and we've not been on kind of hiking wilderness camping trips. It's always been not too far or in provincial parks with the car and uh, quite a lot of equipment that we can bring along with us. Uh, but because she's so curious and wants to find out what's going on and there's a lot of activity that she's not used to at night, I guess there's not a lot of sleeping for us either. <laughs> uh, and then when the day, you know, comes and we're cheery and, you know, bre making breakfast and getting busy around the campsite. Then she decides that she's had a night of activity and fun and now she can go snooze <laughs> and becomes less interested in daytime activities <laughs> than she would that, normally be. That sounds exactly like Lumos and Noxie when we go away. Because usually they're not allowed in the bedroom. So when we go away, you don't have that luxury of finding a place with a secluded bedroom that you can shut them out. So we end up in sort of studio-type arrangements where the bedroom's connected to the living room, to the kitchen, to the the bathroom off to the side. And so they love the fact that they can get access to us during sleep and just run around, get the zoomies, walk on our heads. Use you as a launching pad. Use me as a launching pad, sleep at our feet, whatever. So they go nuts and crazy during the night and then during the day they're fast asleep they're like the, you know that they're, they're completely out and you just look at them and go you were such a little terror at night and now you're just this sweet little angel <laughs> that sounds very familiar <laughs> but you have two we just have mac <laughs> <laughs> so does mac have zoomies while you were camping like at night not really, and she doesn't really have that either if we're, you know, out exploring or staying in an Airbnb or a hotel. She'll spend a lot of time investigating. She's now asking to go out, if you can hear her, I don't know. She's at, at, next to the door and uh, meowing. Uh, so, no, she has, I guess the she does have zoomies at home. Or if she stays in the place for, you know, several days in a row and gets familiar with it, and then she's comfortable just running around uh, while camping or in other, staying in other places, hotels or Airbnbs for just a night or a couple of nights. She'll be more, she'll be playful, but she won't run crazy zoomies that, like she would at home. Uh, I guess she's less familiar with the environment or where to run or land or, uh, so she doesn't tend to do that then. 
Oh no, she's quite calm when we when we're when we we go to uh, Airbnb or something. She she investigates, calms, and then settles in straight away. Um, so she's actually quite respectful to other people's property, which is <laughs> which quite, is handy. <laughs> quite surprising. You should see the state of our, uh, sofa. our sofa is <laughs> <laughs> not that good. Uh, the first couple of times we went out, we we did try those little caps for claws, um, which help, but they're uh, they're they're really quite. Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend them. And also, if you're yeah. cat exploring and hiking or doing other things, it wouldn't be safe for the for the cat. They can't really grip onto anything. Yeah. Uh, so no. It was it was a requirement that we had from one of our hosts one time at the beginning, and we did try it once, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again. And she's shown to us that she can behave very nicely. So, and we make we make sure to to discuss that uh, with the people hosting us or or the hotels where we go, so that and everybody and bring a scratching post and bring a scratching post, yes, yeah. so that everybody yeah. is good with that that plan. Yeah, definitely. And I find just being open with the hotel or the Airbnb host saying that you're going to bring a scratching post and you do this often and your cat's going to be fine and stuff like yeah. that. I think that's really important. And for those whose cats do have the zoomies when you do go to a new place, Lumos and Noxie always have the zoomies. We always, before we let them out of their carriers or their backpacks, we spend about 15 to 20 minutes clearing the space of anything they might break or any plants that we're concerned about or I don't know what else do we clear the place for it's mainly the breakables that we get concerned it's, about yeah. we've like yeah breakables and and the different or levels of plants <laughs> I guess plants and flowers and things yeah. that they might be eating and could be harmful to them would be something to look for as well when you go to new places yeah the other thing is also sharp objects where they could hurt themselves so knives is another one where we put away some people like to have those knife blocks out and we just can't have that. So we're always trying to put it away. Uh, yeah, those sharp objects, anything like that, which they can hurt themselves on. Yeah. Great idea. And um, just going back to camping a little bit, um, you mentioned previously that you have a collapsible litter box. Is that what you use when you're camping as well? Yes. Uh, so we just have that and then we bring uh, the litter in, in like a Ziploc, Ziploc bag uh, and it's packed. Uh, we have the kind of biodegradable type of litter as well that you could uh, dispose of safely outside if you needed to. But most most places we've gone to have, uh, I guess, refuse collection and garbage that you can use. So we would just use the doggy bags to pack up the litter that's been soiled and, and dis dispose of it that way. So Max quite a seasoned and pro Explorer, I'd say she's done some quite amazing things, but and like if you look towards the people on Instagram and if you look on like the, the guests that we have on this podcast, it, a lot of them sound like they do similarly amazing things and that everyone's just really good at it and always been and so forth. But as we know with a lot of people's stories, it takes a lot of time and you, like you said, baby steps, and not everyone's perfect. Is there any particular goals that you guys are working towards? with Mac for the future? I guess uh, one of the goals that we, we'd like to work on is more socializing for her. So if we're on the trail and there's you know strangers, she'll, she'll tend to be frightened. 
Um, so that, that's something that we would like to do. And we actually, not very long ago, had our first uh, Cat Explorer meetup hike uh, with uh, Mike and Lily and Betty. And that was that was uh, really, really gracious of them to join us on that hike. And, uh, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, Mac was kind of shy and reserved and hid in her backpack most of the time. <laughs> so, but that that's something that we we'd enjoy doing more of, uh, and and or just to have her more comfortable with meeting other people along along trails uh, would go a long way to making her more comfortable, I think, and so that she would enjoy it more in in case she encounters uh, strangers. Uh, what else are we um, working towards? So I, th I think a little bit of clicker training wouldn't hurt. We haven't done a lot of that. And uh, a lot of training that we've done with Mac have ju has just been through praise and just voice voice commands and things like that. Uh, she ha she's been okay with coming back to me if I call her. And it's been we've done that through kind of a game that we were doing when she was a kitten. It's the Where's Mac game, and it's a hide-and-seek. <laughs> and that works really well for to get her to be recalled back to me if uh, if she's, you know, a little bit further away. Um, it's but, the run-and-hide run for me <laughs> game. <laughs> but I think doing more, more of that in, in a distracted environment would be really helpful uh, in, in, you know, in, in the context of cat exploring if she ever did get out of her harness and we needed her to come back or to do some specific tasks in a more stressful or distracted environment that she, we haven't really had the opportunity to do a lot of that. So th those are, are some of the goals uh, that we would like to work on. Uh, Patrick would like to do more camping, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how would you, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I'd like to um, do some uh, trail hiking, backpack hiking with, with Mac as opposed to just car camping to see how that would go. Um, start with an overnight somewhere fairly close and then, and then come But I, I would only do that if we had a, a tracker that was reliable in the kind of environment that we have uh, to, to keep her safe. We don't have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you work towards these goals? Uh, research, research, research. It, it it pays to do your research and and ask questions and see what other people have done. Um, what kind of equipment do you need? Um, you end up carrying a lot of things. So what are you willing to give up for the cat? Um, unless you want to, uh, the weight wise. So it, it it's just it's pre planning. Uh, everything from food to your tent, how big a tent do you want to carry? Um, and that, and going forward, I think it's just, well, let's go give it a try and see how it goes and learn learn something from your first first attempt. And then you can tweak it. I really like what you think, what you said about um, you really need to think about what you carry for yourself as well, because I didn't realize I'd done it, but till a friend pointed it out, I don't carry much anymore for myself no. because... You everything is well it's all for the cats like even when I go out just for coffee by myself with a friend they'll be like you brought nothing <laughs> I'm like, like well normally I can't take anything <laughs> well you brought nothing for yourself but then you brought this cat's cat backpack or pet stroller 
cat and, food, and the, the water. And, yeah, and the pet stroller takes up the whole boot of the car, so <laughs> it's quite a lot. <laughs> the, the, the cat paraphernalia gets gets out of hand. <laughs> Actually, we every time we go away. <laughs> Like every time we go away, the boot is just full of their stuff. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's just to say every time we go out, whether it's in the car, overnight, um, even even going for a hike, it's okay. What did we take last time? What would we have liked to? We just make a mental note. Um, we we always learn something new every time we yeah. we go do something. What what would be handy? Um, and, and you know it changes with the weather. A max all weather cat. She's not. Um, it doesn't matter. It could be a blizzard. It could be raining a downpour. She wants to go outside. So uh, the, the, the the harsher the weather, the more things you have to carry. So um, planning and looking at what you have. Maybe you need to upgrade your backpack a bit, or or or, or make some attachments to it so that you can clip things on and, and uh, stuff like that. It's just a different different way. I, I, I spent years minimalizing getting small and small, and then I'm getting using the same mentality, but uh, putting it towards uh, max needs. So Geraldine and Patrick, we're coming up towards the end of the podcast, and so we'll just finish off with our final four questions. The first one being, what's one piece of advice that you would give to new cat explorers? Uh, I guess the the main piece of advice that we would give them uh, is to take it slow and just try new things and take it one step at a time. Don't get discouraged if if you know your cat is not feeling it that day. We we get those days as well. Uh, that if Mac is not you know is completely asleep, we're not going to wake her up to because it's sunny outside, uh, and we might go ourselves and explore, but you know leave her to her nap if that's what she's into at that time. Uh, yeah, take it one step at a time and just be be consistent. I think is the most uh, the most valuable uh, thing that we've used with Mac to use you know repetitive uh, reinforcements and and positive uh, reinforcement is is what's worked best for us. Mm. What's been the most entertaining comment someone said to you while you've been out and about with Mac? Uh, we have, we haven't had that many. There's there's a lot of surprised reactions and uh, and awe and amazement, which is always nice. Uh, the the one that we've had a few times because she quite enjoys spending time on shoulders and just above the and uh, the arm is oh a parrot cat. So that we, that one we've heard a few times. Uh, but that's that's about it. No, it's been we've mainly had positive reactions to to our cat exploring a lot of people saying i wish i could do that with my cat that's a common one for us as well yeah i think it goes with the territory (laughs) (laughs) yes so then which cat explorers inspire you uh so i i guess i jotted down a few notes for about that um we've had you know some some advice and some help from uh at Torah Travels, they've been very nice to us when we first got more active on Instagram and reaching out to to people. Uh, we really like uh, at Bodhi the Adventure Cat. Uh, he 
he and his mom do the type of exploring that we'd like to to attain at some point with all of their hiking and their their adventures they're pretty amazing uh, we also like uh, at adventure rio and their collection of national parks that's also something that we'd like to to do more of uh, and then uh, to cite people on other parts of the world and North America where we are. We also uh, follow Lumus and Noxie and all of their antics. We really enjoy them. Uh, and also some cool photography from uh, It's Misty Cat in Estonia. And they they take really amazing action picture photographs, uh, which I, I, I really enjoy. What product, service or program has been a game changer for Mac? I think for Mag, the, the biggest uh, item that we have that has been most useful for all of our cat exploring has been the backpack. Uh, because we do longer trips, uh, it's her safety, her safety zone. Uh, for when we go on longer hikes, she'll walk for some of the way, but not as long as we would, obviously. And she enjoys napping in there, and it's her safety pod in case we encounter dogs or strangers that she gets afraid of uh, so that's been that's been really that's really enabled us to go farther and as we talk she's playing with her backpack <laughs> <laughs> she's being her mischievous usual self that's it's, right it's a it's a she's a smart cat she's just telling us she wants to go <laughs> 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 which is a perfect time because Geraldine and Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we find you and Mac online? So we're on Instagram uh, at Mac, M-A-C underscore Fabcat, F-A-B-C-A-T. And thank you so much for having us. This has been awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll put those links and any other links from today's episode in the show notes, which will be available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Did you know that Cat Explorer has some special merchandise? There are super soft t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and so much more. We use the proceeds from the sale of these to continue to create free resources for you. It would mean the world to us if you could pop by our online store to help continue our community. You can support Cat Explorer by checking out catexplorer.co forward slash shop. Thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world. <laughs>